0: Mate, did we watch a thing this week?
1: Yeah, we did. Welcome back to We Watched a Thing. It's good to be with you again. Billy, how are you, sir?
0: Mate, I'm actually really good. I thought I'd be more bummed because today is your first day at your new job and I thought I'd be all depressed because you're not with me. But luckily enough, I had barely any work to do, so I threw myself a little mini film festival. (laughs)
1: Oh, nice for some. Yeah. I was working at my new job.
0: I got to four films, my friend. Four? Yes. Yes, I did. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I got to Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Good Boys, The Farewell, and Parasite.
1: Ah, I've seen the second two and very much enjoyed the second two.
0: Yes, I would say that there's a very high chance that at least one of the second two will make my top five this year.
1: Um... I'm in furious agreement with you, sir.
0: Oh, interesting. But which one? Ooh. Which one indeed? Curiouser and curiouser. <laughs> How was your day though, buddy?
1: Oh, it was fine. You know, I was trying to remember people's names and failing miserably at it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny last week when you said that you couldn't remember what your new boss's name was. <laughs> but you figured it out? Yeah,
1: but yeah, I've got it down, Pat.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's, is it Pat? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Oh, I'm so funny, <laughs> all right, but we're not here to talk about Pat this week. What are we talking about?
1: We are here to talk about um at the request nay demand of a patron uh Cohen Brothers' film inside Lewin Davis yes, yes indeed. can I just say that at 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 least one point during this recording, I am going to refer to the main character as Lewin Moss. Being the you don't know this, not having seen it because you don't have a particular interest in like movies. But the <laughs> the main character of No Country for Old Men, oh also, really? Of course, by the Coen Brothers, is Lewin
0: Moss. Interesting. And
1: every time I think of the protagonist of this film, I actually I, I go to say Lewin Moss.
0: Even even though his name is literally in the title of the film,
1: and it's literally in the title, <laughs> doesn't matter. I've got a, I've got a brain thing. That's getting in the way.
0: Fun story about this film. Do you remember that we saw this together at the cinemas? I do. I remember our little our little buddy date. Do you remember why that was? Because we wanted to see it. No, because we were going to start a podcast. I don't remember that part. Yeah. <laughs> we saw this. It was going to be our first episode way back when. Really? Yeah, no joke. Yeah.
1: This film's not that new.
0: No, this 2013. Famously 2013.
1: Right. So, <laughs> yeah. we really got out of the blocks on that one. Oh, Actually, mate. okay, in fairness, when you- s- And I'm um, presuming here, because I have no memory of this. So, like, clearly it was your idea.
0: I, th- I think it was, yeah.
1: And was my response something along the lines of, what's a podcast?
0: No, we-, we, we d- Fun fact, when I was clearing out my old phone, I found a recording- from 2013, of you and I sitting in the edit suite at work discussing ideas for our podcast. And no joke, one of the ideas that comes up, a marathon of all the Fast and Furious movies. It does not. It does, I'm not kidding. This is back in 2013. Wow. Before the eighth film had even come out.
1: I mean, I believe you, but I have (laughs) zero recollection of this.
0: All right, so let's get into it. Let's pretend that we're back in 2013 and we actually decided to do this. And let, okay. let's do an episode on this movie, all right? Okay. Inside Lou and Did we watch the thing this week? Oh, mate, did we ever? <laughs> <laughs> Inside Lou and Davis is a 2013 French-American musical comedy drama film written, directed, and produced and edited by Joel and Ethan Cohen. It stars Oscar Isaac, Carey Mulligan, John Goodman, Garrett Hedlund, F Murray Abraham and Justin Timberlake. And what's it about, Tove?
1: It's about Lou and Davis and not much else.
0: <laughs> yeah? Yeah, that's 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 right. It's it's about um,
1: and like the the, the Coen brothers agree with me here. Like I'm not I'm not dissing their movie. They they
0: know it. Oh mate, it's it's in the title of the movie. <laughs> it's it's not called Outside Lou and Davis. <laughs> nah, it's not called the <laughs> the Amazing
1: Adventures of Lewin Davis. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's a it's a character study.
0: Yep, absolutely, it is. Takes place over what, what would you say it is three four days, maybe slightly longer. Yeah, it's not long. Yeah. Definitely. I, I remember at one point in the movie he says something about how many days it had been. And I, in my head I'm like, wow, that's even less time than I thought. And I thought it was only yeah. about a week. <laughs> and he's like uh
1: Lewin Davis, played, of course, by by our man, Oscar Isaac. Oh, we love Isaacs. In a in a kind of uh pre hipster kind of incarnation of a folk singer. Maybe maybe folk singers are pre hipster. Oh, they definitely fact, are. Yeah. In fact, you think of like the the sweaters and stuff, and the yeah. the jackets and the the cardigans. Actually, it's it's hipster as, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Well, people forget that folk is where punk started. Punk is just electric folk, my friend. <laughs> it no, it's hundred percent true. People forget that it's like three, four chords, lots of strumming, uh, and it's. It's literally, like, a lot of the same attitude, too. Folk is where that whole DIY, you know, anyone can be a musician started from. Like, literally at the end of the movie when Dylan starts playing, my wife said, how did, like, Dylan can't sing. How did he become, like, who he is? And I'm like, that's folk music. It literally is punk.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the Sex Pistols then had a bassist who, like, genuinely didn't know how to play the bass.
0: Yes, Yes, exactly. And that's why it's so funny in that scene when John Goodman is taunting him and he's like, uh, oh, you know, in jazz we use all the notes, not like you fucking folk singers, it. because that's exactly it it's so true.
1: And, you know, both have issues with authority. Yep. yep. As we see in this film. Yeah. Problems with with even the president who appealed to that demographic. They've still got problems with Kennedy.
0: Yes. <laughs> How great is that song, just quietly? Oh, my God.
1: Absolute all-timer.
0: Probably one of my favourite Adam Driver performances as well. And I love Adam Driver. I think he's fantastic in everything. But the, the few scenes he has in this film are top-notch.
1: <laughs> of course. Going back to, you know, what, what I actually had here, which I just didn't, which I forgot. <laughs> when you, my, my whole thing when you asked me what's the movie about is I was going to say, it's a prequel to the Force Awakens, when when Poe Dameron and Kylo Ren part ways before they both, yeah, before they both decided to blow shit up, yeah. um, were aspiring folk musicians in in Greenwich Village.
0: That's how I'm always going to picture this movie now.
1: Yep. And when we see Rise of Skywalker, I hope that's all you see. It will be. <laughs> Because this would have been- I, w- I was actually wondering when I was watching it, it may well have been the first time I'd seen Adam Driver in a film.
0: Yeah, I believe it was for me as well, definitely. Um, I can't remember when the TV series Girls started. I did watch a little bit of that, but wasn't a fan. Um, but yeah, I think this was probably the first viewing of, of Driver for me.
1: I Oh my god, I love that scene. It's And they all play it, both, both Isaac, Driver, and Timberlake, who- I mean, a few years before this, I was shocked to find that I loved him in the social network. Yes. Like, I actually think he is really good um, as a screen performer, which, I mean, I, I never find it as shocking as as some people maybe when someone who is a professional performer, it turns out, can act. It's like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. You know.
0: Similarities there. You can see that, you can yeah. see that
1: working. Um, but, yeah, someone who you just- who, like I, from my musical tastes, I, I'm not predisposed to liking him. Yeah, and then it turns out that I actually love him on screen. And all, all three of them play that scene where they're in the studio so earnestly, and they just play it so straight that it adds to how hysterical it is.
0: Yes, that's what's beautiful about it. And just before they start, when Oscar Isaac says, "You know, look, I'm I'm grateful for the work, but who wrote this?" <laughs> Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I did. And he's so serious about it. And they just get straight into playing the song from there. <laughs>
1: yeah, the only thing that saves Davis is the fact that they have to start.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um and that's yeah, it's one of those scenes, and there's many in this film, um, and all credit to it, where it doesn't cover up the fact that Lewin Davis is a dick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he really is. He's an arrogant, smug, not very enjoyable person.
1: <laughs> my favorite one, my favorite moment is when he's at the Gaslight Cafe with the guy who's come into the the army guy who's come into town, yeah, who says, "All right, I want to get someone up on stage here," and Lewin just <laughs> assumes it's him. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that scene, and I think Oscar Isaac plays it so well.
0: Yeah, and just his disdain towards that guy, who is such a genuinely nice, talented man. Yeah, um,
1: but he's done. He's done nothing wrong to yeah. him at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's played wonderfully.
1: Of course, one of the people that does get up on stage is Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, who is just an absolute A-grader. Like, I, I just couldn't be a bigger fan. Her and um, her and Oscar Isaac will then actually go on to be. Oh, actually, was Drive before or after? The, it was before. Yeah, so her and Oscar Isaac had been married on screen right before this film. Um, in Drive, she is so. Damn good at her job.
0: Yeah, I think this is my favourite Mulligan performance.
1: Her performances in this film and in Drive, are certainly in Shame, are just on on a level that personally I think very few people are capable of. Yeah, I really do think she is an A grader in every sense, and I love the fact that in that scene, the scene where they're in that park in in or just near. Greenwich Village where she's just abusing him for the fact that she's pregnant and it's as as he points out it's completely irrational that she's putting it all on him yeah it takes but, two to tango as he says yeah as, as he says but but that's fine because in her in the character's headspace she's not in a rational headspace Yeah, she's pissed off and she's panicked and I actually think the scripting of that scene is bang on despite the fact that you're like this doesn't make total sense.
0: I agree. The scripting is so clever and you are you are hysterically laughing. Like she is genuinely funny in her anger in that scene. And the words that she is saying are just so funny when she's repeating, Oh it's so good when she's telling you about him- user con
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just like Just don't touch another- Do the human race a favour. Yes. Don't touch
0: another woman. But I agree with you 100% that that scene serves so much more of a purpose than just humour. And that's why I love, again, later on when you get that payoff, that the owner of the gaslight reveals that he too has fucked her. And just what that means for Lewis. Like, it's such a clever film.
1: And and to Isaac's credit as well, I think, when he's performing on stage, he- he doesn't. It, you you never get the the feel. It's not someone doing karaoke. He's not just doing the lyrics. He's actually there's very real emotion behind his singing in the film. Yes, yeah. As opposed to we could think there's there's maybe a notable um, example from 2018 that we've talked about enough. <laughs> <laughs> but like there's there's no caricature in like. And granted, he's not. He's, he's not playing a real character, although he's, the character is in some ways based on... Well, not based on, but has its roots in a real yes. folk singer. But, the, the, yeah, there's no... It's a performance in on so many levels that feels so grounded and so real.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I haven't actually done the research. You might know whether or not he is actually performing. Um, but what I can say... I is, believe he is. Yeah, well, because I was going to say, at the very least, he, like he is playing the right chords so he is either performing or he has done the Michael J Fox from Back to the Future where he has learned the song completely even if it's not his performance used in the film
1: yeah i don't know if they were i don't know if they like did it live or not but um if memory serves i think it is his performance
0: one of my favorite things about the way the film is put together is the whole film feels like folk music like it just it's it's earthy tones. It's cyclical, like a folk song. You know, like a folk song really is like three, four chords just back to back. Mm. That's how the movie plays out. It's it's like
1: yep, this it's kind of muted. It's not in a rush.
0: Yeah, yeah. And one of my favourite things about it is the way that it treats folk music in the film. I don't, I don't know if you know this or remember this about me, but I I used to be a folk musician. I.
1: I do recall this. Yeah,
0: I, I played around the festival scene. I, I've played in clubs like the Gaslight many times. And there is this thing in the folk community. It's not like when you're in a, in a pub or a bar and there's a band playing and you don't really care. If you're at a folk club, you are quiet while the music is playing. And that's why I love that that's the way that the music is treated in this movie. Like, just about every song that is performed is performed in full. And other movies would maybe use that as a backing track and, you know, cut away to different scenes or something. This just focuses on the music and the performance. And it's done so, so well. Let's talk about the music in the film itself, not just the performances. This, I, I mean, you know, I, I enjoy folk. This is up there with my favorite soundtracks of all time.
1: Definitely. Definitely sounds like two chords. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you don't like the music.
1: I don't dislike it, really. But it's um, like, like yeah, I would listen to, like, the song, the song that opens the film,
0: fairly well. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Really, really. Um, yeah, wow. Tick. Because this this soundtrack has been in my rotation since the film came out. Yeah. I'm okay. Wow. Shock me. <laughs> what what would what would be up with your favorite soundtracks
1: my favorite soundtracks yeah i remember the matrix got a good spin
0: yeah yeah that is a good soundtrack growing up i was a big fan of 99's godzilla was there a limp biscuit song on that there might be there might be
1: <laughs> you should automatically feel bad about it
0: <laughs> there's certainly uh I was- puff daddy was my jam <laughs> There was, some, there was some Ben Folds on there. Um, it was
1: a good soundtrack. Wait, there was Be-
0: Ben Folds
1: and Limp Bizkit on the soundtrack.
0: Oh, man, it was diverse, man. Aerosmith was there, if I'm not mistaken. Oof. <laughs> good soundtrack.
1: <laughs> now, for this film, normally the Coen brothers work with the great Roger Deakins um, as their cinematographer. He was unavailable for this film because he was lensing Skyfall, which is one of the best looking films of the century so like that's fine (laughs) Um, but there's this This is a film that I think the look of the film the lensing of the film really does serve the story very well and I think the Coens were pretty specific in wanting this kind of you know very muted almost washed out drab feeling of both this part of New York at the time, which also reflects where I went to call him Moss, but it's Davis,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> where he's at both personally and professionally. Yeah. So it's not like it's not the best looking Coen Brothers film. And and part of you could go, well, because they didn't have Roger Deakins. But if they'd had Roger Deakins, it also wouldn't be one of the, you know, prettiest Coen Brothers films. Yeah, I personally- Because that's not that's not the point.
0: Yeah, I personally think it is one of their nicest shot films for me personally. And I agree with you, it may not be, you know, their prettiest. But as you said, the way that it fits. And you think of those shots when he's driving to Chicago and that, you know, that black, foggy view out of his window. When you see those shots that are just into the void of nothingness, it's just so beautiful.
1: (laughs) One scene that I just love the way it plays out is... When the cat escapes, <laughs> yeah. And the, the, my understanding is that the cat was written in um, after the script was at least at least one draft of the script was done, and they were like, "Well, this thing really does have no plot, does it?" <laughs> and so the cat was written in just so there was like something that happened. <laughs> and I like I love the way that the the cat es- the way that the cat escapes just kills me. Like yeah. you see it coming from last week. <laughs> But it's executed so well, and Isaac plays it so well. Yeah. That even those of us that are like, it's a cat, just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another good thing about the way the film's shot is that it really makes you feel the cold. Yes. This film, like It's like watching The Revenant. You feel chilly just watching it. <laughs> yeah. Half expect Lewin to crawl inside of a bear.
0: <laughs> like he's on hoff. <laughs>
1: fucking lightsaber a wampa except of course he flies x-wings he doesn't have a lightsaber yeah
0: that would have been a way different film Yeah, inside lewin davis's wampa
1: inside lewin davis's cockpit
0: now that's a movie I know you'd like to see
1: oh my god how good would that be Poe is Poe is a boss man. I love Poe.
0: He's a very handsome man.
1: <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Do you reckon? Okay, the guy, the guy at both the beginning and end of the film who beats him up, the husband of the person he's heckling. Yeah. Given, think about the the time that this is set, and the time that the Big Lebowski is set, and if we can imagine a Cohen verse, tell me you don't love the, this idea that that guy is the father of Sam Elliott's. Stranger in Lebowski. because <laughs> he talks just like him.
0: He, he does. Is now you've made me think. Is that actually Sam Elliott?
1: It's not. I checked because I was doing like, a is Sam, that Elliot Sam, Sam Elliott impression, isn't he?
0: Oh, totally, totally. Because <laughs> Sam Elliott has yeah, a I very checked, distinct voice. Yeah, I checked because I was points.
1: like, hang on, is 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 this Sam Elliott? Because holy shit, it sounds like him, and it would be the best <laughs> <laughs> if it was. But no, it's just someone. Doing Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah. And I am just choosing to believe now. I'm running with it. it that's the stranger's dad. <laughs> and the stranger's mum was a, an, a I don't, I don't even know what to call her, a musician. <laughs> Generously. <laughs> one, one thing I did check that I was curious about, um, the Gaslight Cafe was real.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely it was, yeah.
1: I, yeah, I, I had no idea about this. I was like, "Is this just meant to be reflective of certain venues at the time, or, or was it real?" Um, it was real from the late fifties to the early to mid seventies, and it was around the corner from a place that I had dinner at in May.
0: Ah, oh, there you go. Good, there you go. good restaurant.
1: Um, yes, yeah. yes, very good restaurant. Good. That was the one where I was sitting next to Sarah Jessica Parker, and she. I don't. And she, you know, she doesn't. Eat at too many dives, I'm guessing.
0: No, but she didn't have Matthew Broderick with her, did she?
1: Maddie wasn't there. Yeah, we were wondering see, why he wasn't. That's we, a shame. Um, yeah, we had to. So we were like, once we left in and we were Googling, and Maddie was, um, he was currently doing a production in London.
0: Oh, good on him.
1: Otherwise, obviously, we'd have made friends with them.
0: I'm sure you would have. Absolutely.
1: The, the real reason you just don't, because you just don't go up and harass celebrities because it's just a
0: Fucking stupid thing absolutely, to do. Absolutely true. When I was in New York, I sat. sat but if Matty was there, <laughs> yeah. When I was in New York, I sat uh, right near Sigourney Weaver. Mm. That that was. Fun. I remember
1: this story. Of course, Matt's not really a celebrity, <laughs> <laughs> isn't he? Like, so, I mean, oh, I mean, come on, Sarah's the alpha in that. Are you are you
0: serious? When you think of which yep. one of them is the celebrity partner, you go to Sarah.
1: Yeah, dude.
0: Because of Sex in the City. Yeah. Do you think that trumps Ferris Bueller? Seriously,
1: like, like not for me, but I'm saying there is, yeah. It, it, if there is a power dynamic in that couple, it's Sarah, not not one teen film from the '80s. Millennials might not know who Matthew Broderick
0: is, yeah, but do you think they'd know Sarah Jessica Parker any better? I mean, Sex in the City has been off the year off the air for like 13 years.
1: It is a while ago, isn't
0: yeah, it? Yeah, wasn't it like 2006 that went off the air.
1: I don't know. I don't know why I'm
0: being so specific about that.
1: I imagine she's still getting some pretty sweet residuals. Yeah, maybe. Like, Sarah Jessica Parker could buy New York. Matthew Broderick could buy a house off Sarah Jessica Parker because she bought New
0: York. <laughs> and she'd give him mates' rates, but she'd still charge him.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You'd be collecting.
0: So. <laughs> Are we are we going to continue talking about inside Lewin Davis at some point? Do you think, or is is this now a Broderick Jessica Parker chat?
1: I hope not, because we've got nothing sensible to say about it.
0: <laughs> I'm cutting more than half of this. You should.
1: <laughs> uh, do you want to know a fun fact? I do. When we see we see of course and hear a a record from when Lewin was in a duo. Yes. With Mike with with Mike. The person who voices Mike on the record is Marcus Mumford of Mumford and Sons. For real. Who is or was I dunno if they're still together, married to Carrie Mulligan.
0: I did not know that they were married. There you go. But I know very little about celebrity gossip. Um That well, that is a you know fun a bit fact. more now. That's that's really cool. So certainly sounds like we're both fairly positive on this film. What are you scoring it?
1: Uh, yes, enjoyed it back when we first saw it, still enjoy it, 8 out of 10.
0: I agree, 8 out of 10, it, it would be up there with my top Coen Brothers films, I think this and Fargo-
1: Of of the ones you've seen,
0: <laughs>
1: which doesn't include No Country for Old Men.
0: I will get to No Country for Old Men, <laughs> fuck. It's not overly long. Isn't it, really? No. Nah. It strikes me I, as the from- kind of film that would be long.
1: I'm gonna, here we go, I'm gonna look it up, but I'm my marker- is that it's actually
0: under two hours? Oh, I doubt that very much. Oh, the tension! It's going to be at least one twenty-three minutes at least. Oh,
1: it's two hours and two minutes. Wait, how
0: close was I then? Yeah, but I you know, you're not going to sit through all. Minute. You're not going to
1: sit. You're not going to sit through all the credits, are you?
0: Oh, I always do.
1: That makes it under two hours,
0: mate. You have to show respect for our craft and the people whose names come up. Fuck them. Nah, you know what I always do.
1: I I'm always, bitter because my career has gone nowhere.
0: <laughs> I always watch the credits for every film, and I'll pick one random name from the credits, and I'll just mentally give them a little high five, and I'll be like, "You go, man! That was." And I'm sure that they can feel that. I like that. Yeah, you have like you have to do it because nobody respects those people. No, God, no, no. I mean, why would you? They're shit. <laughs> Bunch of chumps. Get in front of the camera. <laughs> Actors make the movies. People. <laughs> we all know this. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that, that that was fun. That was fun. I'm glad that we finally got around to talking about this movie that we decided we would talk about six years ago.
1: I know. And there's and the patron that made us do it had no way of knowing that. It's just
0: cool, cool little twist of fate. Yep. All right. What are we getting to next week, buddy? Joker. That's right. Don't you don't you mean Woker? Nah. That that was a Joaquin joke that felt really flat. I'm sorry.
1: That was I was like. I, I thought it was something about being...
0: Being woke. Yeah, woke. I realised after I said it that I'm like, no, nah, that's what it sounds like. That joke fell flat. I was
1: like, do I not get it or is it just bad?
0: Do I cut it or do I leave it in? Mm, up to you, mate. What What would you do? Because you usually edit the show.
1: Um, look, if it's anything that makes you look kind of dense, <laughs> that tends to stay in, doesn't it?
0: You're so mean. <laughs> <laughs> all the dumb shit I say, cut that. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave in all of your dumb shit this week. You know what I'm going to do? That's a lot. I'm going to add pauses so that it makes it seem like you were taking a really long time to think about what you were saying, and it was still With- shit. <laughs> With just like some Cosimo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll add some cricket noises in. I'll get a soundboard going. <laughs>
1: I can't wait. Um, I all right. I can't wait. It's been a very it's been a long time since you edited an episode. I can't wait to see what happens.
0: <laughs> I can't believe you're trusting me to do it.
1: <laughs> I don't trust you. I just I've like the house is in boxes cuz we're moving and it's not going to
0: happen. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll be fun. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at WeWatchTheThing.com or WeWatchTheThing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all under the handle at we watch the thing. If you want to demand that we watch a film, much like patron Caleb did this week, you can do that at Patreon.com forward slash thing. and we'll see you next week.
1: Go watch a movie. Bye. Billy is a boss, man. I love Billy. I Oh my God, I love Billy. Like, I actually think Billy is really good.